0: Epilogue. Being here, being back here, in the same place in the new forest where it all began for the wolf and I so long ago, as the sun shines brightly in the sky above me, as I stand with my beautiful daughter by my side, I feel like I have truly come home. As I look around and I take in everything Everything I see looks exactly as I remember it appearing the last time I was here, and the first time I remember waking up here. It's funny how, even after all these years, a place can stay looking the same, while over the same span of time the people of the place may have changed, their life may have changed in more ways than could ever be put into words. Take me, for example. I'm willing to bet that no one else in all of England has changed more in the past 20 years than me. It's a miracle I'm still here, still alive and able to return here. One thing I realise now, which I did not know when this whole journey nightmare began, is that change is not only important, but it is also necessary. Change is what keeps the earth spinning the sun shining, the rain falling, the heart beating. Change is what makes life worth living. I don't think my life will be as changeable now as it was. I have a daughter now, who every day is growing faster than I wish she was. I don't know why I'm so surprised that Melissa is growing up so fast, because... To me, she literally grew up from being a tiny bundle of cuteness into a beautiful and smart little girl who reminds me so much of the girl I was, seemingly within the blink of an eye. When I look at Melissa now, I see so much beauty and so much hope. Just looking at her keeps me smiling and optimistic. Ianna really looked after Melissa while I was away, and I know that Melissa misses her, but the greatest and the loveliest thing to me that Ayanna did was she kept me alive in the mind and in the life of my daughter. And for which I could never repay her more for doing. iana didn't have to do anything for me or for Melissa, but she did. iana didn't owe me, nor Melissa anything, but now it is us who owes her more than words could say. I'm not sure what I'm going to do now, nor what is going to happen next. At this point, my life feels brand new and I feel like I've been given a fresh start. I feel like a child again. I feel like I can do anything. I feel like I can go anywhere. I feel happy. And then, as I look around at my beautiful surroundings again, I start to feel sad. As the memory of the wolf returns And I remember them and I silently thank them for giving me so much. Would I change anything that has happened in my life if I could? Would I do anything different if I had the chance? Like most people, my instant internal reaction and thought is, of course, who wouldn't? But in retrospect, as I think back over everything that I do remember, I realised that at no point was I ever given the option to go in a different direction, or ever truly given the chance to make different choices. It wasn't until I had to think about someone else, and I had to act to ensure the safety of someone who I love, that I had the motivation and the instincts that I needed to make a change that would change not only my life, but also the life of another, and perhaps many more lives to come. I would do absolutely anything for Melissa. She's so special and she's so precious. And I know that she is going to have the most amazing life. And in any way I can, I'm going to make sure that it is. I don't want Melissa to ever know or to ever have to see the horrors that I have lived and known. And I want to spare her all the pain that I have felt. I do want Melissa to live her life, and I want her to be free to make her own choices, whatever they may be. I have so much that I want to tell her when the time is right. I have so much that I want to teach her. But for now, I just want us to live and to learn from each other, because I know that we can both learn a lot from one another. I think about Tala, I think about Mingan, I think about Alex, I think about myself, and as I try to recall everything that happened, I think about everything that happened that I don't recall, and I think about why everything happened the way that it did, and why people did what they did. And, ultimately, I come to the conclusion that everything and everyone is bound by their nature and forces that cannot easily be fought against or controlled. People, especially, care so much about appearances, and someone's identity, whatever that may be, means so much and it is incredibly important to them. Change is the greatest and the most fundamental and the most inescapable force in the universe, and sometimes that fact can be hard to handle, especially when it is staring you in the face. I close my eyes. I feel the warmth of the sun on my skin. I feel the sensation of the breeze through the trees, on my face and on my arms, and I feel like I'm in heaven. This place is special to me. It always has been and it always will be. When I was the wolf, whenever I returned here, I felt like this was my home and the place where I would choose to stay forever if given the chance. This place, these trees, the ground beneath my feet, the air I am breathing now. Everything about this place still feels like home. And to me, there will never be a time when I will not think about this place and what it means to me. I want to come back here and I plan to come back here with Melissa whenever we can. It is so quiet. There isn't a sound to be heard from anyone or anything. There is so much beauty all around. But nothing and no one more beautiful and perfect than my daughter, Melissa. Right now doesn't feel like the end of anything. In fact, everything feels more like a new beginning. As my thoughts drift off again, as if being carried away by the cool breeze... I know that the wolf is still out there, somewhere, in some other form, and I know that wherever I am, there will always be a part of me in the wolf, and there will always be a part of the wolf in me. The Wolf of Winter, a poem by Mark Hastings. There is a bite in the air. The cold wind touches my skin and sends a shiver down my spine. The wolf of winter is awakening and leaving its lair. The summer months were long and they were warm, but now the howl of the wild is heralding the re-emergence and the fresh hunt of what thrives during the season of wintertime. I know this animal very well. I have been pursued by the beast of white many times. I have learned to protect myself from the force of nature that can literally get beneath your skin and chill you to the bone. I know of people who did not fend off the big bad wolf as they were always taught to, and whose spirit unfortunately left their body and it was overwhelmed and froze them to death in the place where they lay. The wolf of winter is unrelenting and has taken many lives. Even as the sun rises on a beautiful golden morning, the wolf of winter walks among us and sometimes follows us all the way home. One of the ways to stave off an attack from the wolf of winter is to keep moving and to not stay in one place too long, unless you have a house of thick walls to retreat to and an unlimited resource of heat. The wolf of winter is just finding their feet after a period of prolonged slumber. However, already the wolf has caught certain people's scent, and they are like fresh meat. The wolf of winter can be in many places at once in a snow covered forest in Switzerland, on a freezing London street, atop a mountain in New Zealand. The wolf of winter, like every predator, is both a superior pack animal as well as an impressive lone hunter, which is why the Wolf of Winter has lived and endured for as long as it has and has capably stalked the vast terrain of many lands. Many fear the Wolf of Winter. Many know the Wolf of Winter is close by by something as seemingly commonplace as a sneeze. Nobody can truly escape the bitter alpha carnivore who takes their time in deciding who and what they want to have for dinner. You can sense the mythical creature of ice whenever you feel a chill on the winter breeze. In a confrontation that happens often, it is not always the same winner who prevails. You can never truly get the better of a force of nature in my experience, if there is one creature that you should never underestimate, it is the indomitable wolf of winter. Mark Hastings has spent every day of every week of every month of every year for the past nine years or so, more accurately the majority of his childhood and his adult life, dreaming and making things up in his head. Ideas, characters, stories, scenarios, poems, and more often than not he would write down and describe these ideas, characters, stories and scenarios briefly, but with a plan to expand upon them and see them grow into something more. However, it wasn't until he started writing poetry and posting his poems online in his blog on his MySpace page that more and more people read what he wrote and they commented that they liked what he was writing. And it was one day after Mark had posted a poem on his MySpace blog that an online friend of his said to him that he should get some of his poetry published one day. And that was when Mark started to see his poetry in a new light. Perhaps his poetry might be something that other people might choose to buy as well as read and enjoy. To cut a long story short, with the help of his friend Jen, Mark was blessed to be put in contact with a publisher, the great Mike Blackburn at of, of the amazing Zulu Media, who agreed to help Mark get a book of his poetry published, Poet of the Sphere, and the rest, as they say, is history. To date, Mark has published four collections of his poetry in paperback and as ebooks. One short ebook of love themed poetry, a book written for and dedicated to his fiancee, Melissa, that contains a retelling of the first week that they spent together, as well as poems that were inspired by Melissa, and a collection of short stories of fantasy and poetry about life and realities that lie too close to the sun. And now, this work of fiction and Mark's first novel and the longest story that he has ever written or entertained the reality of writing. This story is a fantasy. However, this story, at its heart, is about identity and worth, and about how hard it can be to hold on to your identity through what life and people can sometimes put you through. Mark hopes that you enjoy his story and this extraordinary tale. Mark Hastings currently lives in a little village called Meriden in the centre of England in the United Kingdom. Mark's books, Poet of the Sphere, The Sound of Mark, The Eternal Boy, The Dreamer and the Dream, Truly Mally Deeply, Too Close to the Sun, are available as ebooks and in paperback at Amazon.com and Amazon.co.uk and also on his publisher's website, zilumedia.com.